pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. Kept our memories alive so I could feel closer Knowing that we'll never get closure So much bigger than just saying it's over 24-7 when I'm stone cold sober Tell me that you feel the same Tell me that you feel the same When you feel that November rain Tell me this is everything What's up, what's up? Welcome back to the Weekend Grind Podcast brought to you by Roto Grinders. I'm Josh Sir Giant, as always, with my co-host, Mr. Chalk Travis Mangone. We've got the snowfall here on the East Coast. It's about time for the New Year's. Holiday season feels nice. Uh, Travis, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, man, it feels nice inside my house where it's warm, uh, not outside in the snow. I'm very happy to uh, be uh, warmed up inside. So ready for a good, uh, you know, ready to end the year, right? We got football tomorrow, last game, you know, last games of the year. Uh, don't want to hear any complaining because in two months you'll all be wanting NFL back. So, uh, yeah, excited for NFL, uh, in general, obviously, cause then we got playoffs coming up and playoff DFS is fun for NFL. And on top of that, uh, you have to obviously love, uh, you know, uh, just the playoffs in general. It's a lot, a lot of fun to sit and watch the games, but, uh, yeah, we got basketball to talk about, right. Uh, and then we'll really kind of get into the season once the NFL kind of dies out completely. Then it's just all NBA all the time. Right. Yeah. This is fun basketball time. You know, we had the, the Christmas games are always fun. Just like the Thanksgiving football games are always fun. And now, you know, we got, we're coming into the new years and, uh, we got plenty of sample sizes on, on, you know, the way these teams are working now. And this is like the second half of the season, is always a lot of fun because you, you get a lot of uh, deeper research that you can do with, with numbers out there, especially on these younger kids. There's a lot of younger kids that are getting expanded roles in the leagues. This is a good time to, to really get in there and start working on your research techniques and figuring out how, how deep you can go and look at these numbers. But, yeah, before we get into the analysis here, give us both a follow on Twitter. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. That's at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone, at Travis M-A-N-G-O-N-E. The man goat, Travis, there he is. But uh, yeah, so we're going to get into the games. we got a nice healthy slate here for a Saturday seven-game NBA slate. Travis will be writing the grind down on the Road to Grinders content page. Make sure you go to the homepage, check that out. Travis's grind downs are always worth a read. Nice deep analysis by Travis Man going here. So yeah, let's hop into the games. we got seven games here, Travis. And uh, without further ado, let's look at the first one. We've got the New York Knicks. In New Orleans against the Pelicans. 217.5 is the over-under. Pelicans are a home favorite by five points. Travis, uh, is there any fancy goodness here? We got a nice total. Pretty close spread. We got Cousins coming off an 83-point fantasy game last night, which is phenomenal. Uh, where are we looking here, Travis? Yeah, it's really odd, this game, uh, because, uh, you know, the Pelicans, well, I'll start with them first because they're at 111.5 team total. They're five-point favorites. They're on a uh, second half of the back-to-back on a third game in four nights. That obviously has us a little concerned. Just losing to the Dallas Mavericks, too. I mean, that's kind of embarrassing. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm kind of 
I'm not really all over the Pelicans, and it's weird because they have one of the highest implied totals of the night at 111.5 points. Uh, so it, you would think I want to load up on Pelicans, but I'm a little just uh, gun shy on it. I get it. I had Cousins yesterday. He treated me well. It was a fantastic matchup, but it's not like the Knicks are a great matchup. They're good on the boards. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's not the greatest spot against big men. The Knicks have been a lot better this season, you know, dealing with the guys like Porzingis and Cantor down low, they, they cause a little bit of problem. So I don't know. And there's not a lot of studs to pay for. So I feel like I kind of could get forced on these guys, depending on how the value shakes up. So it's one of those spots where uh, I kind of have them just as like a secondary options. I like them. I don't think they're bad plays. I don't think they're smash plays, right? None of that stuff, but it's, it just depends if I get some value on the slate and then I can pay up for their raw points. I'm down to do it, but if they're not guys, I'm just jamming in my lineups today. I'm um, not really messing with Rondo is he's, he's kind of priced up. Same with drew holiday for the production that they normally put up. So I'm not going to really chase those games, even though Rondo has been really good the last two games, despite the small minutes he's gotten, uh, he could have a giant game against the Knicks. We know they struggle in some point guards, but eh, I don't think I'll mess around with that. And it's weird, right? I, they, one of the highest totals in the slate. And I really don't want a lot of these guys. I think each one more is interesting as a cheap option, but I don't know. Again, I, I have interest in them. They're like in the player pool, but uh, you know, from like my pool that I'm making of players that I want to play, but I don't know. They're just not like kind of uh, forcing their way in. Like some other guys are, I think on the Knicks side of the ball, I, I like Courtney Lee. I think he's a really good spot. The Pelicans are, they haven't been strong defensively this year. And uh, especially on the wing, I think Courtney Lee is a little too cheap and I think he's a good value on the slate. I like Porzingis too for his price tag. I think we have to have some consideration in him for sure. So Porzingis is a guy that I want to look at uh, here at 8.4K. On Fandle, he's a little priced up for me, but again, you have to roster two power forwards and if I have the money, I'm okay with doing that. Also, Ines Cantor, uh, he had those massive two games, then uh, came in as chalk and then busted, right? That's just such, so, so Enos Cantor. Uh, but in this spot where he has to play a ton against a guy like Cousins and Davis, I expect him to be able to, you know, probably play 30 minutes here. They're going to want to use him a lot. Uh, I think there's some upside here for him. So again, I think it's like Porzingis, Cantor, and Lee are the guys I like. Probably in order, it'd be Porzingis, Lee, and then Cantor. Then the Pelican side of the ball, my main interest is Cousins and Davis, and it just kind of depends on my roster construction if they go in the lineup or if they don't. Yeah, I got to agree with you. You know, obviously Boogie and, and DeBrow are both in play. I just I just don't see them as like jamming them into my lineup spots tonight. There is a lot of usage that's been going around there. In New Orleans, I think Rondo, like you said, has been doing a lot with the minutes he's been getting. 25 assists the other day, which was just incredible. But uh, his price has come up. Uh, I, I don't see him as anything more than a tournament dart if you're going to try to game stack. I mean, this is a game stackable game. So if, if you're going to go that route, then make sure you get Rondo in there for sure. Uh, but if I'm targeting anyone from this game in general, uh, Porzingis, as you mentioned, I think is a fine play. But if there's anyone worse than, uh, you know, as bad as New York is against... Uh, defending opposing point guards. New Orleans is even worse, ranking 28th in the league. I think Jarrett Jack is a fine value option on the slate, especially on DraftKings at 4,300. I think that he's an interesting option. I think he'll go, come in very low-owned, and he gets uh, you know gets to, to face a team that struggles against point guards, especially if they got Rondo covering him. Rondo has no interest in defense. It's just the story of his career is not playing defense. So if I'm going to pick anyone from this Knicks team, it's going to probably be Porzingis and Jack. And uh, if I'm going to target anyone on the other side, uh, maybe I'll try to get try to get Boogie in there. But um, I, I don't think it's a jam him in spot. So that, that's pretty much where I stand. I feel like you either game stack this game or you just take a piece or two and get out. What do you think? Yeah, it's weird because it's like 217.5 total. I, I don't know. I, again, it's one I want to get exposure to, but I'm not getting as much as I would think normally. But uh, definitely, definitely a game to keep your eye on, I think. Yeah, for sure. All right. With that, let's move on to the next game. We've got the Heat. 
in Orlando against the Magic. 204.5 is the game total. Heat are a two-point road favorite. I'm sorry, one-and-a-half-point road favorite. Very close game we got here, Travis. So uh, there's probably some, some options. It looks like we're going to get some more Bismack Biombo down low, which has been a, a very popular chalky value play, but his price is starting to creep up. Um, you know, Gordon back, Fournier back. These guys are healthy again. So they got most of their pieces back together. It just looks like Biombo is going to be the makeshift guy there playing down low. And he's going to be going against uh, Whiteside in this game. So, Travis, what do you think about this game here? Yeah, so I think on the Heat side of the ball, Tyler Johnson, Wayne Ellington, Josh Ellen, uh, Josh Richardson, they were all a uh, team disappointed everyone yesterday. I don't mind going back to the well with them. They go from the Nets matchup, which was an easy one, to Orlando. And people are just going to be uh, real recency biased and say these guys are terrible, blah, 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 blah. I don't care. They're, if they were fine plays yesterday, they're fine plays here in the same exact spot. Uh, my one worry is uh, Josh Richardson is kind of priced up. Uh, he's been priced up for a while for me. I think he's been a fine play, but uh, at the ownership he's getting, I'm not in love with him. I get it in cash games, but I, I more so just go to Wayne Ellington. He's a lot cheaper. Uh, they don't have a lot of wings there, wing players there. You know, without Deion Waiters, without James Johnson. Uh, less, you know, that gives them some more ball handling duties as well. I think mainly Wayne Ellington is the guy I like the most. Then I'd go to Tyler Johnson. I think, you know, when, when James Johnson and, uh, and Deion Waiters are out, that gives a lot of uh, backup point guard duties to Tyler Johnson. I know he is the backup point guard, but a lot of those ball duties normally go to Waiters or James Johnson. Uh, you'd be surprised, but James Johnson actually, you know, has ran a bunch of backup point and uh, had, just gets a lot of usage. But now this is just funnel to Tyler Johnson and we get the magic who are the worst against point guards. I mean, this is a great spot for Tyler Johnson fire back with him. I think he's a fine play. And like I said before, kind of priced up for me. I don't love the price, but I get it. Uh, he's going to be in there a lot of minutes. It's not a bad matchup. I think he's fine. Not in love with it, but uh, he's definitely in the conversation. Goran Dragic, I man, I just don't play this dude. Like I don't understand why people consider still playing this dude. Like just look at his game logs. I get like, you know, it sounds lazy or like, you know, absolutely like boring, but like what's in the game log is what you get, right? Like that's what is there. So I'll just pull up Goran's, Goran Dragic's game log and read it to you because it's quite disgusting. Hang on. Uh, Goran Dragic game log. On FanDuel, 6,600 and we got 28.3 against the Nets, 28.8 against Orlando, 22.8 against the Pelicans. Those are all like really good matchups. And the guy just... Doesn't do much for you. The Clippers, 20.4. Uh, Charlotte, 27.1. 21.5. 30.5. He, out of nowhere against Brooklyn, got that 37.9. Like, I just don't expect that game to ever really come. It, it rarely comes. I get this is the matchup that Goran Dragic could do it, uh, right? If you want to take a shot on him, the only time I would take a shot on him are matchups like the Suns, the Magic, the, uh, the Nets. So, yes, if you want to take a shot on him, this is probably the spot, but I'll just always probably fade him and call it a day until that price gets cheaper and cheaper. I just don't think it's necessary at this price. I'd rather play Tyler Johnson instead. Uh, other than that, uh, man, Whiteside, I don't think he's really going to get that uh, run that everyone thinks. I mean, 20 minutes yesterday against the Nets, I'm sure they're just going to keep easing him back and slowly, and they've been seeing Kelly Olnick did well. Bam was able to handle a lot of the minutes. Same with a guy like Mickey. So I think they're just kind of uh, doing a little uh, – little roulette at the uh, big man position, so I don't love the heat here. Uh, move on to the magic real quick. I think I only have interest in Alfred Payton and Biombo. I think Biombo on DraftKings, I still think there's some meat on the bone. We can get, uh, you know, Biombo at 5,300 like him. 
uh, in this spot. I think there's some upside. I'm not going to mess around with Fournier and Gordon. I know that they are coming back from injury, but uh, you know this is not a matchup where I expect them to thrive a ton and come back from injury. I just think it's unnecessary to mess around with them. And I'll let their price tags dip a little bit and wait for the better matchup and then kind of jump on then. Uh, when we look at the uh, Alfred Payton, I think he's a great play because there's no Vucevic that gives Payton a lot more usage opportunities and the offense mainly runs through him. When Vucevic is there, the offense really runs through Vucevic. Uh, now it's really running through Payton, and I think even though it's a tough matchup, not the greatest spot, I think he'd be a really good contrarian tournament option that just has massive upside that not a lot of point guards have, so don't hate Payton here. And then Jonathan Simmons, I don't know. I, I'm not the biggest fan of him at this point. I think his price is just going to continue to dip down. He's going to continue to lose production. I know the last game he, uh, you know, he salvaged enough, right? 29.2 game before that though. He was at 4.8, uh, 16.3. It seemed like he was just kind of getting burnt out a little bit. And again, he had 36 minutes. He's going to get a lot of minutes, but, uh, with Gordon and Fournier coming back and just getting, uh, you know, more production, I think that's going to kind of eat off of Simmons. I'm going to wait for his price tag to dip down lower, but that's about it for me in this game. Uh, what about you, Josh? Yeah. You know, Gordon tragic is just, he's, he's got to be not playing healthy. That, ha that has to be the only answer here because he, he did have upside, Every season up until this season, uh, he's just, you know, there's something going on. He's getting great spots and not taking advantage of them. It's certainly not the minutes. He's getting minutes. So there's definitely something going on with Dragic. So I'm going to stay away from him until they figure out what's going on over there. But I do agree, Tyler Johnson, you know, is a decent play with waiters out. He's going to get some extra opportunity, extra run. But I do not like that price tag, so it's kind of a tough spot. I wouldn't go out of my way to target him, but I would not get if he wanted to play him. Uh, but one guy, you know, Whiteside, I do like Whiteside a lot. If he starts getting some extra minutes, you know, he doesn't need a ton of minutes in this matchup against Orlando. Last game that he played against Orlando this season, he, two games he played against Orlando, he's only averaged 26 minutes in those games, and he's averaged 38.5 DraftKings points. Uh, Orlando ranks 25th in the league, depending oppo defending opposing centers, and with Vucevic out of the lineup, they rank dead last in the league at overall rebounding. It's a good spot for Whiteside to rack up some points. He got you know, he's got a suppressed price tag that could really uh, take advantage of, especially in tournaments. So I do like Whiteside a lot in tournaments, and I think that he's a fine play today. On the Orlando side, I just I simply do not play guards against the Heat. So no interest in Peyton for me. I'm just going to pass there. Uh, I understand he's getting extra run with Vucevic out, but I, I just I just don't play guards against the Heat. They're too good at defending guards. That's like one of their specialties. So I'll stay away from that. Um, just I don't have a ton of interest in Orlando in general. I do agree there might be some meat on that bone for Biombo, so I think you could still play him on DraftKings if you want to get him in there. But for me, uh, I'm, the main guys I'm going to be targeting in this game are probably just going to be like Hassan Whiteside, and um, you know maybe I'll sprinkle in some Biombo. But that's about it for me. Uh, anyone else you want to mention in this game? No, that's about it. We can go on to the next one. All right, the next game on the slate, we have the San Antonio Spurs in Detroit against the Pistons. Low game total of 195 and a half. Spurs are a five-point road favorite. We got lots of things going on. Kyle and a Kawhi scratch the other night. Pau Gasol, like the reemergence of Pau Gasol. We were talking about this before we started recording. Just incredible what Pau Gasol has been doing. And he just historically owns Drummond. And I'll let you talk about that, Travis, because you know you did some digging on that. So, uh, All right, so yeah, we, we got some. I think we got some plays here that we could consider. Uh, Travis, why don't you go ahead and give your take on this? Yeah, so I think this game is pretty simple. Uh, you know, lower total on the slate, 195.5, but there's uh, guys that get exposure to it. Kawhi Leonard on DraftKings specifically, I 
think on FanDuel, but really on DraftKings is where the conversation needs to be uh, had. 6.3K, he's, that's just too cheap. If he's going to play, he gets the uh, best matchup in the league against uh, opposing small forwards. For the DVP-wise, you have to have some interest in Kawhi Leonard here. I'm assuming he gets run. I get people are worried about from what happened the last time, but it sounded like it was one of those things where management basically said, nah, he's not playing this game. You can play in the next game, but this is not the spot to play him. So uh, luckily we were told enough ahead of time that there was possibly that he would sit, and I was able to get off him, so I was happy about that. Leonard, I think he's a great play. I think he's a guy that I'm going to be locking in on DraftKings uh, as long as he's going to play. And, hey, 7 o'clock start, and that's when the slate starts. So I think we'll know the news in time. I know, and this is like just reckless speculation, but they said Aldridge was maybe going to sit too, and Aldridge didn't sit the last game. So I think with them playing the Knicks last game, them playing the Pistons this one, their idea was like, hey, we'll sit one this one and then one the next. So I kind of think we're going to get the news that Aldridge sits. Again, I'm just recklessly speculating, but I think it's something that could happen. If it does, I mean, Pau Gasol, he feels priced up. I get he's priced up, but I still think he's a good play. He's even a good play, I think, if, uh, you know, a guy like uh, LaMarcus Aldridge does uh, does play. But if, if he sits, I mean, this could be a great spot for him. So, Pau Gasol, I'll just run through the numbers for you real quick here on what he's done against Andre Drummond in his career. And it's not really his career. It's mainly just like the last, uh, you know, last four games I have. Let me pull it up here. It is... Uh, Pau Gasol, uh, averaging 20.75 points, 11.25 rebounds, and four assists in his last four games against Drummond. If you want, just go check it out. I mean, he is really historically just uh, had Drummond's number, really done well against him. So I think Pau Gasol, I know he's priced up. It feels like you're chasing points. I get it. But if you're playing multiple tournament teams, I really don't hate the idea of, you know, basically throwing him in there as a tournament dart. I think he's interesting and, yeah, someone to consider on the slate. Tony Parker, he's cheap too. I get it. It's Ishmith defense, uh, not really the strongest defender. And if he's going to get the minutes, he's not a terrible play, but not, not a guy I'm in love with. Other than that, kind of moving on from the Spurs, it's really Kawhi is the guy I'm mainly looking at here and then maybe sprinkling some other guys is Smith on this piston side of the ball. He's the only guy I'm rostering. Everyone else I think is worth fading. Not in great spots. I'm, I'm just uninterested in them. Is Smith though, an elite play, just way too cheap. I get the matchup might be difficult. Ownership could be high. So that understands you can maybe make a tournament fade on it, but uh, beware, right? This guy has, sees a ton of usage and chucks up a ton of shots in these kind of situations. And uh, he's going to be very interesting in it to play today. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I agree. I think Pau Gasol is a great option. I'm going to have a ton of him. If Aldridge sits, um, you know it's going to open up some spots here for uh, for other guys to to get extra usage. But I think I'll just like Gasol more if Aldridge sits and not go too crazy on the Spurs side. And I agree with you; the only guy worth playing on the Pistons side is Ish Smith. You know, implied team total under a hundred. You know, with a seven game slate, not something we really need to chase. But his price tag is still deflated enough to where we could play him, and uh, he, he's essentially a fancy point per minute guy, and he'll get plenty of minutes in this matchup so uh that's about where i am here anyone else you want to mention in this game travis no nah, that's about it not a game i love but i think there's some stuff we should look at so uh yeah don't 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 obviously cross this game off the slate no no absolutely not but uh yeah just gotta keep an eye on the news you know because pop pop does a lot of weird things um especially around this time of year. For some reason, around New Year's, everyone just starts doing the whole hokey-pokey with the rest. Yeah, by, by the way, I think I think the whole pop like is like the worst is the most overrated thing. Like, he he gives us news all the time and tells us when when, he, when people are in and out. And, like, he told us ahead of time before 7 o'clock that we got that Kawhi and Leonard. At least we were told, right? I'm always team, like, give me more news than none. And he gave us the, these two guys might sit. And other teams don't do that. So I want to just give Pop a little, uh, you know, a little pat on the back for when other people disagree and they say, oh, he's the worst. But he gave us ahead of time. He said, hey, he didn't tell us they were going to sit, but he said, hey, there's a possibility they do. So 
Thank you, Pop. I was at least able to get the guys you, out of my you, you must have never got popped for all the money, Travis. No, I have in the past, but it has not been as bad in the past two years. I totally disagree with that with you yeah. on that. That is so like 2014, man. I'm speaking. Like, I'm speaking on behalf of the older DFS heads who. That gotten, that's fine, but you. Gotta, I'm talking. I'm talking getting popped with Tim Duncan, Travis. It's happened. You know. I get it, man. But you gotta, you gotta change. You gotta wipe your memory, man. You gotta be, uh, you gotta be a quarterback or a cornerback. You know, if you just got burned on a player through an interception, man, go in there and just wipe the memory, man. It's not the same situation with Pop. He's been good to us, I, I believe. But that's just. Me. All right, all right. So you're the pop whisperer. I get it. No, no, not not saying that, Josh. I just think we're giving <laughs> people giving too much credit. I saw him getting killed on Twitter, and hey, some people were able to pivot him out of his lineup. That's all I'm saying. At least it's it's more the more news the better. That's my theory. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we'll move on to the next game. We've got the Portland Trailblazers in Atlanta against the Hawks. Two oh seven and a half is the game total. Portland Trailblazers. Three-point road favorites. Travis, lots of close games on this slate, so that's going to really help when factoring decisions. Lots of games expected to stay close. This is one of those games. Uh, right off the bat, I could tell you that Lillard's looking good to me as long as he plays. I know that he burned people the other night, but if he's out, I'm just going to go right to McCollum for sure. And on the other side of this game, I really like Shodare a lot. I think Shodare is a great play here. And... Uh, Give me some uh, some bays more too in the spot in tournaments, but that's like just like you know first look here. Uh, I know you had an earth the other night, and he just went absolutely bananas for you. So I'm interested in hearing your take on this game because these are two very fast paced teams that don't really play a ton of defense. So I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, so I mean, this game is not one that I you know would normally like. Like, just the Hawks, it's like, I don't want to play anyone on them. And again, it's um, I don't see like anyone in any game as like a cross-off game or a spot where I don't get closure. <laughs> the thing is, Schroeder is the one interesting guy that I think you really have to consider on DraftKings. That price tag's insane. Like, uh, 6700 is too cheap. I understand Bazemore's a guy that you can argue, hey, he's got 40-point fantasy upside on almost any game. Yeah, he pretty much does, but... I don't know. I don't think it's necessary on this late play. I think there's better options. I really think it's Schroeder on the Hawks side, and that's it, and move on. And mainly DraftKings only because that price tag is just way too cheap for the production that he's had recently. And not just recently, throughout the entire season. I mean, he's averaging like 30, like mid-30s fantasy points, and he's only 6.7K. I mean, that's just too cheap. And if Damian Lillard sits, which there's a possibility he does, I saw, I believe, on Twitter the other day, they said, uh, I think it was on Friday, they said that he uh, – he could t- they could tell it when he was going up against Myers Leonard or something at one point, like on the boards or, or in practice, that the hamstring was bothering him. So again, he could you know fight it out and play through it, but uh, I'm just guessing that he's sitting here in this spot. And if so, then it's Shabazz Napier and like, uh, hey, Dennis Schroeder and Shabazz Napier sounds like a good time. So I like him on DraftKings. I think he's an elite play over there. Uh, talk about uh, the Portland side though. What are we going to do with them? Uh, I, so Nurkic, man, he got hit. I don't know if he saw that game. I was watching it because I was sweating out uh, Nurkic and hoping he was having a big game. He got three fouls in like a minute because he like was bleeding on the nose and was just like had to get out of the game. You know, got stitched up and then ended up going for like forty fantasy points. Like angry Nurkic just came in and went absolutely ham. And uh, I believe I saw some quotes from like a lot of the players that were just like, "We love angry Nurkic." So hey, I'm hoping angry Nurkic shows up here. And if we like Jonas Valanciunas, the guy that's like the worst freaking player in the world that only gets like points in the first quarter, uh, like. That guy, he got 25 fantasy points yesterday and then put up 32 altogether, which is, like, ridiculous. The guy got eight points in three quarters. It's it's so terrible how bad Jonas Valanciunas is. But anyways, uh, rant over on that. I, I think Nurkic is just too cheap on FanDuel specifically. It's, like, 6,100, the upside that he can have. And, hey, if we get a little, you know, uh, pumped up Nurkic, it seems like that's kind of one of the things. Like, he seems like he plays on a lot of emotion. So 
don't know. It seems like that throughout his career. I just think that price is too cheap. Also, I think on DraftKings, even 6.8 K isn't bad. Uh, we know the Hawks are not good on the boards. We know they're not good against big men. Who's going to stop him here? I really think that we should have some interest in him, especially if Lillard sits. I like him a lot. I think Shabazz Napier, if Lillard sits too, I think Napier is going to be a good play. If we hear that Lillard is questionable all day, I know it's a 730 game, so we'll likely have the news in time. But say we don't have the news in time, I don't mind in tournaments firing away on Napier. I saw Napier was on some of the winning lineups uh, the other day when Lillard got that in-day in downgrade. So, I don't know. I think Napier's a really good play at his price tag. Have to consider him. Also, CJ McCollum. He's he's a decent play, too. Not a guy I like to play a ton, but I think he's someone that is uh, in play on the slate. Other than that, though, it's mainly on the Trailblazer sides. It's it's Nurkic. Uh, John Napier, he'd be my favorite play if Lillard's at. Shabazz would be my number one. If he doesn't sit, then Nurkic is my number one on this team. And then maybe get some um, McCollum exposure. I'm not going to mess around with the the other uh, Trailblazers guys and play that roulette. Uh, you know, Harkless, Aminu, Turner. It's just unnecessary for me. Yeah, I just want to shout out Bobby Fye because he's a guy that I talked to about this whole McCollum situation. Like, when do you play McCollum? And you play him against teams that struggle against mid-range jumpers and long, you know, long jumpers. And um, you know, let's just put this into perspective. So McCollum's got a lot more comfortable shooting from beyond the arc. He has five or more three-point attempts in his last eight games, and Atlanta ranks 29th. Or, I'm sorry, 22nd in the league at defending opposing three-pointers, and 29th in the league at defending mid-range. Jumpers, so McCollum is a is really a, a good play here, especially if Lillard sits. I'm going to fire up all the McCollum, but I think this is a good spot for him, and I think that he'll get overlooked. Atlanta ranks dead last in the league at defending opposing shooting guards as well, so lots of good things going in, you know, on in his favor here for a CGM. So McCollum is going to be one of my top plays from this game for sure, and I'll definitely have some exposure to him. But uh, anyone else you want to mention here, Travis? Uh, yeah, no, no. I think that's about it for me on that game. Uh, yeah, it's it's more interesting than you would think. Uh, and just kind of we have to really weigh on that news because I think that news is going to be important today. Yeah, for sure. It definitely is. And if Lillard's out, fire up McCollum. That's where the usage is going to go. And Napier, too, as you mentioned. Um, so, yeah, let's move on to the next game. We got LeBron James, King James, and the Cleveland Cavaliers in Utah against the Jazz. 206 is the game total. And the Jazz, home contenders here. They're only three-point dogs here at home, so so you know the Cavs favored by three points. But yeah, this is supposed to be a close game, Travis. What's going on here? The Cavs and the Jazz. Oh man, so Josh, don't uh, don't bury the lead, man. Uh, it's LeBron James' birthday narrative, man. Thirty-third birthday, fresh off of uh, Cleveland yesterday, going to Napa Valley, sipping on some wine with the team, having a good relaxation day uh, at the Catalina Wine Mixer. The uh, LeBron is all you know, ready for this game, right? Uh, happy birthday to him, thirty-third birthday. What the guy has been doing is incredible. But hey, narrative street, man. We get LeBron on his birthday. What do you think about LeBron James today? Oh, I love LeBron today on his birthday, especially. Are you kidding me? And like. You know, with Cleveland just being so hobbled with injuries, like they've just been leaning so heavily on LeBron. So I think this is this is a spot where they're going to lean on him more. I mean, it sucks that he's not home; that you know he's in Utah. But I I think this is an absolute smash spot. There's literally nobody on this Jazz team that's going to be able to defend him. I don't even know who they're going to stick on him, but whoever it is, it's not you know it's not going to be enough to cover LeBron James. He's going to be like Mario after he takes the mushroom in this game and just go absolutely nuts. Uh, mark my words on that. Like, watch LeBron. He's my favorite pay-up play on the slate for sure. Uh, just, just love LeBron here. What do you think, Travis? Yeah, so he's my favorite pay-up play too right now. Uh, again, there's not a lot of pay-up plays uh, that you, you know in great spots, but I really think this is a great spot for him. Mainly, I know obviously that right. Like, I, I, 
you know, narratives are, are whatever, right? Uh, I, I like them. It's part of my brand, right? But, uh, you know, there's a lot of other things that play into this, right? Uh, this is a great matchup in general, right? Like, it's, it's going to be small ball. When do we want to play LeBron in these small ball situations so we can attack the rim? There's no one really to defend him there. I'm not worried about Derek Favor stopping him. It's going to be a small ball type game. They're going to bring in uh, Cephalosha, I'm sure. He's going to, you know, Jingle and Joe, he'll probably be on him. Cephalosha, they'll probably just uh, split the duties on covering him. And again, they're decent defenders, uh, but... I'm not worried about that. It's LeBron James, a matchup proof type guy. And uh, I should, he should be able to slash the rim and kind of have his way in this spot. Love LeBron here. Definitely going to get a ton of exposure to him on this slate. I also think uh, Joe Johnson, obviously, like, again, another reason why they could go small ball. He could play a little bit of four time uh, and, you know, you know, four and three and just kind of mix it up. So I think this game just for sure goes small. I'm not expecting it to really go too big. Uh, like, like, uh, like that as the uh, game flow idea here. And again, now not the highest total for the Cavs, but I really think LeBron's going to just kind of control the game and thrive. And Hey, in his one game against the jazz this year, he had a pretty good outing, like 62 fantasy points. And if we expect this game to be close, LeBron should probably eat. So I like LeBron here a lot. I think Kevin love good option, but he's kind of way too priced up. Uh, he's got a wide range of outcomes. If you want to pay up to be contrarian. And if you think this is a game where he has the upside, I think he can. And I think a guy against, against a guy like favors, he certainly can jazz are ranked on the, I think uh, sixth worst in the league against uh, three point, uh, you know, def uh, defending the three point line. So, yeah, I think uh, Kevin Love could obviously get hot, and if he does, he could have a massive game. Look at the Jazz, though. I mean, this is a, a team that I probably want to get a lot of exposure to. I don't expect, you know, I'm not don't normally expect them to be in close games, but also after a big uh, a big loss, right? The, the Cleveland lost to the Kings the other day. I'm expecting them to bounce back here and kind of uh, get a win against the Jazz because when you lose to the Kings, I feel like the next game you're going to come back, uh, come out swinging the next one. But I, I expect this game to kind of be close, and so does Vegas. And you know who's going to keep it close, right? Favors and Mitchells. They see the kind of the biggest usage bumps. They're a little priced up, but I think uh, you know on DraftKings, Favors is still uh, too cheap. I think Mitchell's a fair price around the industry, but I still think there's upside there and there's a nice floor. So. Don't mind him. I think they're two guys to get, uh, you know, being be in the conversation. Ricky Rubio, he's just too cheap. Uh, again, though, you have to be willing to, uh, you know, either take that 20 or 18 fantasy point game or then hopefully get that 35 game. He can struggle. He can do really badly. But I think he's in play, kind of a secondary option for me. A guy who I think is an elite value play is Thabo Cephalosha. And again, he's not the most fun DFS roster, but I expect him to be in there a ton because he's going to have to defend, uh, you know, the Jay Crowders, the LeBron James. He's going to be in there a lot. He's going to get the minutes, and he's really cheap. I think he's a really interesting option on this slate. Uh, you know, Fanduel, he's minimum price. He's three point five k on DraftKings, just too cheap. I think he's going to get the minutes and is interesting. And a guy like Joe Johnson, right? He could, uh, you know, when he gets hot, he can uh, get it going. I don't hate him here. So a lot of the Jazz I like here. I just think, uh, you know, against a Cavs team that struggles defensively, I think they're in the conversation today on this slate. What do you think about this game as a whole besides LeBron? Two guys I'd really be targeting heavy would be, uh, I really like Dark Favors here. Cleveland ranks 30th in the league at defending opposing centers, especially stretch fives like Favors. They really struggle against guys like that. Love, not the defender that he once was, leaving some open rebounds to grab in the paint and whatnot. And I think that Favors will be fine against Love in this game. So do like Favors a lot here. His price is still manageable, and he's getting a ton of usage. And as you mentioned, Donovan Mitchell is the other guy I'll have interest in. Kid's been really good, and those are the only two guys they have that are really pure scorers on this team. If you look at their roster, they don't have a lot of guys that can score a ton of points. So it's going to be Mitchell and Favors just trying to keep this game close. And if Vegas thinks the game's going to be close, it's going to be kept close between uh, Mitchell and Favors doing their thing, I think. So those are the guys I really want to target. I think you'll hear some ripples of, about Joe Ingles today and, you know, about playing him and thinking that he's a good play on this late. He's underpriced. 
For me, uh, he's just too inconsistent. I think that he makes sense as a tournament dart, but just definitely not going to be chasing him to, to score a ton of points here. I don't think he's going to win you a tournament, you know. So uh, if it's a guy like, you know, sometimes he'll give you 30 and sometimes he'll give you a 7, like, you know, I'll just I'll just pass on him. You know, if he, sometimes he gives me 50, then that's different, you know. But, uh, yeah, so I'll pass on Ingles. But Mitchell and Favors are my favorite on the Utah side, and LeBron James is my favorite on the Cavs side. Uh, anyone else you want to mention here, Travis? Uh, let me just summarize the Jazz for you, kind of how I wrote it in my grand axe. I did like a little summary of each guy to kind of call it a day. I said, to summarize the Jazz, I think it's best to I go over quick one more time. Rubio is underpriced, comes with some risk. So, uh, yeah, Donovan Mitchell and Derek Favors are safe because of the usage they are seeing in the current offense like them. That was Cephalosh is one of my favorite values because I expect him to play a lot against LeBron James and need it for small ball lineups. Rodney Hood is a good low-owned tournament option with upside, but I understand he comes with risk, right? Uh, he's going to have a wide range of outcomes, 40-point game or a 20-point game. Uh, that's kind of what Rodney Hood does. That's the type of player he is. Also, don't hate Joe Johnson. I could see him mixing him in your tournament lineups. If the game goes small, he could get some run too. So that's kind of the summarize the jazz up for you. Uh, again, I think mixing and matching them with LeBron is a good idea on this slate. And, uh, yeah, it could be an interesting game that stays close. All right, let's move on to the next game. We've got the Memphis Grizzlies in Golden State against the Warriors. 206.5 is the over-under. Golden State, 13-point home favorite. Nice, healthy 13-point home favorite. You know, just quick, quick uh, rundown for me here. Harrison is still underpriced. I think he's a guy who could target, especially against Golden State, who struggles against opposing guards. Uh, I think Tyreek Evans is still still in play. Uh, but you are going to have to pay up for him a little bit. And uh, I think Gasol is kind of like an in- interesting spot because uh, we were talking about him too earlier. It, it just Golden State on paper is good against the center position, but they do give up a ton of offensive rebounds. So I think Gasol is aggressive enough and, and getting enough usage to where he can make something happen tonight. Just know that you're paying a steep price and there's good blowout potential in this game too, especially with Golden State being at home and uh, Memphis being understaffed. And then uh, on Golden State side, uh, I really do – like Steph Curry today, I think that especially on DraftKings, 8.1K just feels too cheap for him. I'm definitely going to find a way to get some exposure to him. I I, and, uh, I think he's probably my favorite play, point per dollar on Golden State. Obviously, Durant's in play, but if I'm paying up for anyone on the slate, I'll be paying up for the big LeBron James on his birthday. So I'll pass on Durant today. But yeah, that's about it for me. Uh, I'll target some Curry on DraftKings, and I do think that Harrison is still underpriced across the industry, so I'll be targeting him too. Uh, how about you, Travis? Oh, uh, yeah, man, I, this is a game I don't love. It's weird. Uh, you think it's not one, you know, normally we love getting exposure to the uh, Warriors games, but I don't know. It's not a game I'm all over today. Uh, 206.5 team total, you know, same as the Cleveland and Jazz. I just have more, more interest in that. So about the Grizzlies side real quick. Andrew Harrison, he's someone we've had interest in all week. Uh, Chalmers then came into play and kind of ruined that, made him, uh, you know, do bad the other day. It's gotten a little priced up. I don't hate Harrison. Don't love him. Think he's in the conversation, but not a huge fan. I think Tyreek Evans is priced up on FanDuel. On DraftKings, he's okay. Don't mind him at 7.7K. He could have a massive game, but I don't think it's necessary. I think there's other guys I'll play. I think if J. Michael Green sits, then we get Jarrell Martin as an interesting value, but he is starting to get a little pricey, but he can have the upside there. Uh, and I think he fits his game environment well. Don't mind him. Marcus Saul, 8K. I think that's a fair price. I think he could have upside, uh, you know, but I don't know. I think there's just other guys I'd rather play. I'd rather play Porzingis uh, and some other guys at that price range. So I don't know. Not really in love with many of the Grizzlies. It's kind of tough. Uh, they're, they're guys that are like kind of in the conversation, but then I'm like, eh, I don't really want to play them. Look at the Warriors, though. I mean, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and even Kevin Durant, right? They all have this nice little price decrease because of the slow pace they're going up against. 
I think if I had to rank him, I think it's Draymond Green for me as my number one, uh, just the upside that he has at this price and what he can do. And I also think he might do a little more heavy lifting. Kevin Durant kind of rolled his ankle the other uh, yesterday and kind of struggled uh, in that game. Didn't have the best game. I know they're coming off the loss. So they're going to want to kind of uh, get a win here. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of more interested in Draymond Green at that price. Uh, yeah, Kevin Durant is a little cheaper, but I think I'm paying it for LeBron, so that, that's kind of tough for me to get both in my lineups. Then I got Clay Thompson as my number two uh, on this one. I just... The amount of shots he's putting up in nine of his last 10 games, he has 15 or more shots. That's a lot of shots. I get that the uh, Grizzlies have been better uh, against the shooting, shooting guard position, but for the amount of shot attempts he's putting up at that price, there's a nice floor, and then there's some upside if he gets hot. So, sure, I don't hate him. And then uh, I think Bell. Uh, Bell's an interesting guy. Uh, in the amount of minutes he's been playing, he's been putting up a nice, a nice amount of production, so I don't hate him. I still think he's a decent value. So that's about it for me this game. Not one that I love, but there's some guys that have a little bit of interest in yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to the last game of the slate. We've got the Philadelphia 76ers in Denver against the Nuggets in that high altitude. 216.5 is the game total, which is also the second highest game total on the slate. This is a friendly fantasy game here. Denver Nuggets, a seven-point home favorite against the 76ers. I think there's a lot to like here, Travis, and I think this is probably a good candidate for the game stack of the night um, on this slate. But uh, I want to hear your take here, Travis. Where are we looking? Yeah, also, real quick, back on the Warriors, uh, it's the three three games in four nights, uh, back-to-back, second half. So, uh, yeah, that's also another uh, kind of a concern with the Warriors. But, yeah, let's talk about this game. This game's a lot more fun, a lot of DFS possible goodness. Have to have some interest in that. It's the only game I haven't finished writing up, so I have to, you know, write that one up. But, yeah, I mean, there's going to be, you know, Embiid, I believe he is questionable in this game. So, uh, let me, I'm pulling it up real quick, Josh. You know for sure what he's at? I'm thinking he's supposed to be out, but I'm looking it up too. I just clicked it. Let's yeah, see. I just want to double check and make sure. Um, he's ruled out. He's not playing today. Okay, yeah, I thought so. Uh, yeah, so ruled out. Um, definitely someone that we, uh, you know, we're going to want to have some interest in some of these Sixers. Uh, Holmes, he gets a massive bump. You know, I was looking earlier in my model. He he was up there, so I assumed it was because Embiid was out, but they didn't know if he was questionable or out. But Holmes is going to get a big boost. Uh, uh, I'm going to end up on Amir Johnson, Travis. I know it's going to happen. I mean, uh, he's like the worst, but yeah, I get having interest in him. I think he makes the conversation, but I'm not, he's a guy, he's a guy I don't like, I don't just try and jam him first. There's other guys I like before. I like Holmes normally first. Uh, I do think Jokic should cause some issues with him. And I get the idea of maybe then Amir Johnson gets some run. I could see them even going Amir Johnson and Holmes uh, to start out. Maybe Uh, I think Sarge though. I think he's a pretty interesting play. He gets a nice usage bump. So does Covington. Those are two guys I'm going to like. Ben Simmons, I don't, you know, the price is getting cheap, right? Uh, 8.3K is really nice for him on DraftKings. On FanDuel, let's see what he's at. He is uh, 8.7K, so he's been struggling. The price is getting cheaper. Yeah, I think I'm going to keep passing. I think I'd just rather Porzingis at that price. That's kind of what I'm thinking. So straight up, I think that's the guy I would prefer. But Simmons is in the conversation. Uh, I think he's not, uh, you know, I don't think he's, uh, don't think he's a bad play, but I'd rather just get exposures through Robert Covington, through uh, Dario Saric. I think those guys are, uh, you know, better guys to go through. And hey, it's Ben Simmons' first game, I believe, in Denver, and Denver's got that wonky altitude. Maybe that'll cause some issues for him. Uh, maybe I'm thinking too much outside the box here, but uh, maybe that could cause some problems. I know it's caused a guy like Porzingis' problem in the past. Uh, that was definitely something we talked about uh, last year. So, yeah. 
I think JJ Reddick too, uh, you know, he's going to be in the conversation too. Without Embiid, there's just a lot of usage to go around and it kind of hits a lot of these cheaper guys. And I think it's a an interesting route to go to. Same with like a TJ McConnell. He's too cheap. So all that Embiid usage just goes around to everyone. I believe I saw a stat the other day. It's like in the uh, last, I think it's like in the last two, in the first two years of someone's career, uh, Embiid has a higher usage than, you know, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, like all of like the top players. He is number one in his first two years. So just that all that usage is going to be funneled out to all these different guys. So it makes a lot of these cheaper options uh, just gives them small boosts that are great. And uh, even Simmons at that price, he gets a little bit of boost. But I think I, instead of jamming in Simmons, I'd be jamming in the value plays instead. Yeah, that makes sense. I just, you know, Simmons, I you know I'm a huge Ben Simmons fan. He just hit his rookie wall, you know, so I'm going to let him um, play it out. And then when he gets, you know, the break, he can, re- he can rest a little bit. But, uh, you know, the all-star break. But uh, maybe come back re, re- uh, refreshed, but he definitely hit his rookie wall. You could see it in his game log. You could see it when you watch him play on the court. His uh, jumper has been ice cold, too, so that's another issue that he's been having. Uh, he's picking up good assists, though. I mean, the kid's really good. He's, gonna, he's just going to keep getting better, but I just think at this price tag, I'm going to have to pass. The guys that are really target hard when Embiid is out now, uh, just because uh, they really do get a huge boost in usage, uh, it's going to be Covington, Uh you know, of course, the homie Sarich, and uh, I actually like McConnell too in this spot. I think McConnell's in a good spot here. Yeah, McConnell's not a bad spot too, but it's it's Sarich and Covington, are like the two guys that I love here with the usage bumps. For yeah, sure. for sure, absolutely. Even if home starts, I'm still. I think I'm going to stay away from him. Um, I just I don't love the matchup here. Denver has a healthy front court right now, and and they're actually pretty good at protecting the rim. Both these teams are actually pretty good at protecting the rim. Without Embiid, though, I think we get some value in the big guys in Denver. So I think we got some value here in Plumlee. I wouldn't hate you if you went Jokic in the tournament, you know, with the Joker there. I think that he's a fine play. Um, but the guards too are, are definitely a play. I just, you know, the price tags on these guards here have gotten so big on Denver. Like, you know, we're used to seeing Jamal Murray at a discount. He's, you know, six point two on DraftKings. We're used to seeing Gary Harris at a discount. He's six point one K on DraftKings. So these guys just aren't particularly cheap anymore, you know. And even Barton. You know, Barton at 6K, I think he's probably the best option out of all of them at this price tag, like point per dollar. So for me, uh, you know, I, I think that if I'm looking for like a nice value play, I think Plumby's a fine value play because he's getting plenty of minutes. Probably be starting at the four in this matchup. So I think that Plumley is a good play from the Nuggets. And, and I do, like I said, I do think that Barton is a fine play too at this price tag. But what do you think about the Denver side, Travis? Uh, yeah, yeah, didn't get the touch on Denver a ton. Uh, Jokic, uh, I think he's a really good play. I don't know who's going to stop him, right? Uh, 8.6K, really good price tag for him. Again, another reason why I probably don't really want to play Marcus Gasol and some of these other guys at that similar price tag. I think he's a great play. Priced up for me, don't have a ton of interest. I know Plumley's popping for me. If I think Plumley gets the run, maybe I'll play him, but I don't know. I just saw him popping in the bottle. I'm probably going to have to dig a little deeper on him and check. To make sure, I think Gary Harris is a really good play. I think they're going to need him, right? He's going to have to chase around JJ Redick all game. He'll probably be on the floor a lot, so I think he's a fine play. Same with a guy like Will Barton. Could see this game going kind of small, and if the game goes small, like they should just really throw Wilson Chandler out of the lineup and just throw Will Barton in there, right? Run Will Barton with Gary Harris and even Jamal Murray. Just have them all on the floor uh, to close out the game. I think that's the right call, and I think Will Barton is a really interesting tournament play that has some upside. So. For me, Djokovic is my number one, like him a ton. And then Gary Harrison Barton are the two other guys I really uh, want to get exposure to. And then maybe Plumlee as I dig in a little deeper, but eh. Trey Laws look good too. Maybe he could fit it. Uh, you know, some of these forwards are not a bad option. It just kind of depends on what the Sixers roll out there with the starting lineup. And then uh, if the Nuggets want to match up and go big or not. 
All right, so with that, we covered the slate for you guys. We're going to move on to the lock and load segment of the play of the slate. <laughs> lock and load segment of the play. <laughs> Here we are in Act 2 of the play, Travis, on the Weekend Grind podcast. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we're going to do the, the lock and load segment here. Basically, guys, that we're going to lock into our lineups on the slate. Uh, I'll kick it off uh, for me. You know, it, there's there's a good few plays here that I think could can, you know are good candidates for the lock and load play of the slate. But for me, um, I think with Embiid out, I'm just going to go with the homie Dario Saric. I think that he is... A fantastic play in a fast-paced game with tons of upside here and fantasy goodness. Uh, his price tag is still affordable. Nice mid-range price tag. I think he could get him in. Like I said, very close in contention with a few other guys I really like, but he's going to be the guy that that I lock and load on the slate. How about you, Travis? Uh, yeah, it's uh, man, it's kind of tough because like I like to you know be price sensitive and pick each site which one I like a guy better. Um, so uh, I'm thinking it through which guy I want. Um, you like LeBron? It's his birthday. Yeah. It's your narrative. Travis Mangold. Uh, it's, it's priced up though, man. I, I get <laughs> it, but uh, I mean, it's just like I don't want to like you know how lazy is it just saying LeBron James, right? Uh, it just feels super lazy. Uh, feels super lazy to say someone like that. So I don't know. I don't really want to go with him. I think it's gonna be a sixer, right? I'm trying to. I think I'm just gonna go over Sean Holmes. Uh, unless I hear word that. Like they don't want to get him out there on Jokic. That is a concern, right? Will they just bang have Amir Johnson bang down low with him there? But think about it. This is a game, uh, you know, up and down kind of game. This is a game that fits him well. Uh, he's just really cheap around the industry. Like, what is he? Forty two hundred on DraftKings on Fanduel. He's four thousand. Like, what does he have to do to really hurt me? I mean, yeah, if he could get in foul trouble, I definitely am a little concerned about that. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Sean Holmes. Uh, I think there's just a ton of upside here, and uh, I understand that there's a little bit of risk, uh, but he's really cheap. And not only that, he's a key that helps make things work, and I don't think this is a slate where there's a lot of value that we love. So, uh, yeah, give me Rashawn Holmes. Uh, again, I, I like, uh, you know, Sarge was a guy that I think I was going to take, but you took him first, so I didn't go with him. <laughs> but I, I think there's just a ton of value on the Sixers that we need to be, uh, like, keying in on in our cash games and even in tournaments, uh, like – like, uh, there's going to be a sixer on the winning lineup, right? In tournaments, I feel like there's going to be at least two. Am I wrong about that? Maybe I'm wrong, but I think they're just all in play with that Embiid being out. No, I agree with you. I think we're definitely going to see multiple sixers on several sixers on the winning lineups tonight in GPPs. I just wanted to mention, too, uh, CJ McCollum, man. I really, really like him. So definitely get get him in there, too. I mean, he's, uh, he's a guy that I think is going to go way under own today, and he's going to smash, especially if Lillard is out. So. But, uh, you know, I, I kind of hope Lillard's not out because I don't want him to come to the chalk, McCollum, you know. But uh, we'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, anything else you want to mention here? I don't think CJ will become chalk even if, uh, even if uh, what's it called? Uh, Lillard's even if out. Lillard's out. Yeah, everyone's just going to go Shabazz for cheaper. Uh, and I don't know, CJ hasn't, you know, Shabazz has, taken some, has been really good at the point. So uh, I don't think he would really become chalk. I think he'd be interesting, but I don't know if he'd become chalk. So I don't know. I think he's a fine play. I I, I prefer the Shabazz side, though, if I had to pick. All right, so that's it. We've covered the games for you guys. Make sure you give us both a follow on Twitter. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis M-A-N-G-O-N-E. Make sure you go ahead, check out his grind down on the main page at Rotor Grinders. Does a fantastic job filling in for the very talented Mr. Notorious. So make sure you give that a look. And uh, other than that, we hope you guys enjoy the games tonight. We hope you have a very, very happy and safe new year. May all your your resolutions come true. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next weekend, though. For my co-host, Travis Mango, and I'm Josh Sir Giant. Peace out, Riders, and happy new year. 
Sometimes I feel like she don't care As much as I do, it's weird Sometimes I feel like she's unfair Hit me with that winter stare Sometimes I can't see she's scared Ghosting me like I'm not there Sometimes I think she's unaware That I'm still me, I swear Bring your baggage, maybe I will take it I'll bring mine and we'll go on vacation No, our strength has never been patience Let's enjoy what was worth this waiting Kept our memories alive so I could feel closer Knowing that we'll never get closure So much bigger than just saying it's over 24-7 when I'm stone cold sober Tell me that you feel the same Tell me that you feel the same yeah. When you feel that November rain Tell me this is everything yeah. Tell me that you feel the same Tell me that you feel the same yeah. When you feel that November rain Tell me this is everything Sometimes I feel I lost my mind And wish I had a way to rewind Sometimes I feel a pain in my chest And I would rather write than rest She just wants me in the bed But I can't get out my head though Without her I'm incomplete Stronger than the air I breathe Bring your baggage, baby, I will take it I'll bring mine and we'll go on vacation No, our strength has never been patience Let's enjoy what was worth this waiting Kept our memories alive so I could feel closer Knowing that we'll never get closure So much bigger than just saying it's over 24-7 when I'm stone cold sober 24-7 when I'm stone cold sober 24-7 when I'm stone cold sober Hey, Tell me that you feel the same Tell me that you feel the same yeah. When you feel that November rain Tell me this is everything Tell me that you feel the same Tell me that you feel the same When you feel that November rain Tell me this is everything Sometimes I feel like she don't care As much as I do it's weird Sometimes I feel like she's unfair Hit me with that winter stare Sometimes I can't see she's scared Ghosting me like I'm not there Sometimes I think she's unaware That I'm still me, I swear 24-7 Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. 
We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. 